Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to get to hang out with you today. And I'm especially excited for a couple reasons. First of all, it's the end of the month and that means I get the honor of sharing some of my favorite stuff with you. At the end of every month, I share some highlights and nuggets from a chapter of my most recent book, Raising Amazing, Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes Without Being Asked. And I'm telling you, the chapters in this book are all like my heart of hearts. These are the things, if we could meet for coffee, if we could hang out and you were like, tell me some of the things that you think have mattered the most in raising your kids, these chapters are it. They're they're my true, truly my heart. And at the end of each chapter is a word to the dads from my husband, which I think is the true gold of this book. So if you don't have a copy, I hope you can get a copy of Raising Amazing. You read the chapter, take all the notes, highlight, you know, us ladies, we like books. Men, not so much. I mean, God bless him. If your husband is a reader, if he reads parenting books, that is so awesome. But just, and you know, hate to generalize, but most men just don't read as many books, especially things like parenting and marriage. And so at the end of each chapter is just a couple pages. And this is like the Cliff Notes version, and it is man to man. It is my husband sharing his heart and saying, hey guys, this is the stuff that really matters. And so I hope and pray, and I've heard from so many people who say their husbands are getting so much out of the wisdom my husband shares. So yay for that. And if you don't already have a copy of Raising Amazing, just know that you can get it through Amazon, Barnes & Noble online. Um, There's an Audible version, which a lot of people have enjoyed. My husband does read his parts in there. And each of my sons have parts throughout the book that they read as well. So however you like to, oh, and there's of course the Kindle version as well. So um, I do have a link to that over in the show notes, or you can just search for Raising Amazing by Monica Swanson and you will find it. 
But uh, whether you have the book or not, I'm here to share some highlights from chapter seven of Raising Amazing. Now, if you've missed the previous six highlights, you can just go back at the end of each month. I have one chapter highlight, and we are to chapter seven, which is titled Home Base. This is about making your home the hub. And I love this topic so much, and I know a lot of us have always imagined like we want to have kids and we want them to want to hang out at home, right? To to want to bring their friends over. And we want to know how we can make our home that place where people just want to hang out. Well, that's what this chapter is all about. So I'm really excited. I always have a free download for you over in show notes and you can find show notes today at monicaswanson.com forward slash raising dash amazing dash seven. So that will be there for you. Always a free printable download that will be hopefully really practical and helpful. Now, before I dive into that, there's another reason I'm super excited today because this is coming out two days after my birthday. So birthday week is a big deal in my house. Like I'm a birthday girl. I love, well, I love October. I love that I happen to have a birthday in my favorite month. Do the two go together? Maybe, yes. But I do love October for many reasons, including the fact that it's my birthday. And this week, I decided to open up my character training course for just five days, Monday to Friday. I opened the doors on my birthday. I'm closing them on Friday. Now, I was not planning to open the course again this year, but I have heard from so many people that are like, I was traveling in August. I missed it. I really want it. I need it. I'm going through some stuff with, you know, maybe my teenager, maybe my toddler, but I want some help with character. Well, that is the heart behind the character training course. I want to equip parents with everything they need. It's bite-sized pieces with some videos, some audio interviews, a lot of downloads, and some really helpful practical topics. Everything from talking to your kids about decision-making to friendships, um, building those bonds between fathers, daughters, mothers, siblings. We talk about the foundation of character, which is a heart that wants to honor God. And how can we inspire our kids? How can we help them develop that kind of heart. And of course, we talk about everything from entitlement and gratitude to helping kids who are struggling with anxiety. We even touch on anger in parenting and have some helpful tools for that. So really, the things I cover are the things I've heard from you over the past 12 years, uh, the greatest needs that parents have as I have written and served and talk to and encourage parents. And so you can go over to the course page, check it out. It lists everything that's in the course. You can decide if it's the right thing for you in this season. The good news is once you're in, you have lifetime access. And I love to add to the course over time, make it better and better. So once you're in, you will be able to return to it. Anything I add to it, you will have access to. So the course page is found at monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. Of course, I will be linking to that in the show notes as well. But don't miss this fall sign up because I will not be opening doors the rest of 2023, okay? So it's a big week, and I'm so glad if you're catching this in real time. Now, if you're catching it later, I am so sorry. But that's just a good reminder to try to catch episodes in real time. (laughs) How's that for a lesson? I'm all about consequences, right? Well, yes, it's helpful to catch episodes each week. And to help you do that, 
you can become an email subscriber, which is easy to do. You just go to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. And that way you'll receive a brief little email each week with anything new I have and um, any updates or news. And I really try to take good care of my email subscribers. So wow, that was a lot. Without further ado, I want to dive in and talk about making your home the hub. So join me. I start off every chapter with a quote, and this chapter opens with a quote from Billy Sunday. He says, if you would have your children turn out well, don't turn your home into a lunch counter and a lodging house. Okay, true confession. I had to read that one a couple times to really understand what he was saying. But his point was, and maybe you just got it right away, but just to, to, I'll read it one more time and then I'll say a few words. If you would have your children turn out well, don't turn your home into a lunch counter and a lodging house. In other words, we don't want homes where our kids just grab food and sleep. We want homes where kids hang out, where we spend time with them, where we speak into their life, where we listen to them, where we interact and laugh and play and pray and talk about hard things. Well, that's what this chapter is all about, making our home a home base for our kids and hopefully their friends. So brief opening, I will read from the chapter here. I say, my two oldest sons recently came home from college on break. Before they traveled, I asked what they hoped to do while home. Josiah named a couple of people he'd like to see, but then he said, honestly, I just want to hang out with the family. Dinners, some beach time together, that's what I miss the most. And I say, my life was made. (laughs) In chapter two, we talked about the importance of parents setting a trajectory for their family, about developing a family identity and living out a purposeful destiny. Now, in this chapter, we'll talk about what keeps kids coming home, the glue that keeps families bonded. All right, so that was just a short opening, and now I'm just going to touch on a few sections of this chapter, beginning with a section titled, Not by Accident. I refer to the verses in Acts 17, 26 through 27. It says, He marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Now, I love these verses for many reasons, but I especially love to consider how God has purposefully and creatively designed our families, not just for us and each of our children to get through 18 years together, but by appointment. He put us together during a specific time in history and with boundaries for us to live within. I am awed by God's thoughtful order. And it's important to know that as big or small, charming or challenging, colorful or quirky our families may be, We can trust that none of it is by chance. God is doing something on purpose here. All right, guys, so consider that. Some of us think about our families and we think, oh, maybe they don't look like we imagined they would one day. But God isn't surprised by any of it. He designed our families on purpose for a purpose. Now, with that being said, we know that today in the world we live in, families are busy. We've got kids sometimes attending different schools, sometimes in different directions. We've got mom and dad oftentimes both working. We have after-school clubs, sports, and on weekends, oftentimes our kids want to hang out with their friends. Parents have social lives and other obligations, church, ministry, all the things. And so the question is, when in the world will families ever truly bond if everyone is running in different directions and everyone is rarely together? Well, 
this is going to be have to be worked out uniquely for each family, but I suggest it's worth it to carve out time purposefully and even religiously for the family to hang out together. So I suggest here that if you really want your family to be close, you want to do three things. You want to decide it. So really be intentional about it. Expect it, meaning really live in expectation that that will be the way your family is. And three, talk about it. You want to talk to your kids about how close you hope you will all be, about the friendships in the family, about how important family bonds are to you. Because if you want to raise kids who feel most at home, in their home and together, then you better get serious about making it happen. Now, the next part of the chapter is where I share eight ways to make your home your family's hub. And I'm going to just touch on some of these, not all of them, because hopefully you can get into, into the chapter yourself to read the rest. But the first one is nothing novel or new. But I think we all need this reminder. We need to eat together often. Research shows that kids who grow up with regular family dinners earn better grades, are less likely to experiment with drugs and alcohol, and have happier lives overall. It's true. Research shows that. Now, it's hard to imagine so many benefits just from the simple act of eating meals together, but of course, it's much more than eating a meal. It's gathering. It's connecting. It's a safe and welcome place with food to share. So you want to make sure that you are carving out time to eat meals together regularly. And I know some families find that the one time they can do this might be breakfast, or maybe it's just a couple days a week. Whatever it is, I encourage you to just be consistent and purposeful about gathering together for meals. Now, the, the freebie for this chapter, the download that I have over in show notes, is a list of conversation starters for family meals. And I love conversation starters. I know there's a lot of different ones out there. You can find them on the internet, but I created some that I think are really good and fun. So I hope you will download and print those and use them with your family at your next meal. All right. Next, number two, establish a family night. Set aside at least one night a week for family night. Then make it something your kids will actually look forward to. Okay, that's the key. Plan a meal that's special or at least especially delicious. If you can't cook, go ahead and get takeout. It doesn't really matter. Maybe it's a night that the kids help with cooking. There are no rules here. But what does matter is that you join together and that it's a consistent thing that everyone can look forward to. And when you're together, you want to put away your work, put away your phone and other distractions and commit to being together as a family. Bonus points, I say, an after-dinner game, an evening walk, or a trip out for ice cream, gathering by a fire, or we've had some epic dance parties after dinner many nights with the kids growing up, and they all talk about how those are some of their favorite memories. So family nights are really important, and yet we all get busy, and sometimes if you're not intentional about it, months will go by, and you're like, when's the last time we gathered to like do something special? I know this fall, uh, recently as I'm recording, we just gathered and had a little worship night. My husband got his guitar. He started playing songs from our youth group days, and we had so much fun as a family. I know those are the times my kids will always hold on to and remember. Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have 
a variety of voices you can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to pause here real quick to make sure you know about a math curriculum that I've just recently gotten to know about and it is so worth sharing. So CTC Math is an online curriculum that you can use for homeschooling your kids or for just a little extra kind of tutorial. If your kids go to school, you want to do some math work with them at home. And here's something really different about this curriculum. There are adaptive questions. These are interactive questions that actually change in difficulty depending on your student's ability. They use a smart algorithm that tracks the student's progress and delivers questions based on their needs. The student doesn't even know this is happening, so it helps them build confidence and master concepts. It's truly tailor fit to each student, and I love that so much as a homeschool mom. Sometimes you see your child going through a curriculum and you're like, they're doing the exact same problems as everyone else who takes this curriculum, when you might know that they have certain areas they struggle in or certain areas that are easier for them. So this is a way to truly tailor the questions in the math assignments to what your kids need the most. Isn't that great? Anyway, CTC Math also has a 12-month money-back guarantee. I don't know if I've heard of that from any other curriculums, but pretty cool. Check them out at ctcmath.com. Let me know what you think. hope you like it. There's a link in my show notes as well. Number three, make your home a welcoming place. Now, I know that I always imagined having a home that was so welcoming and felt so secure and happy, but this doesn't come as naturally as some of us think or imagine it will. I hear from a lot of moms and dads who tell me that their kids are always in their bedrooms and they're always on their devices or talking to friends. And parents are frustrated that their family feels fragmented. And when I hear from parents who say this, I try to follow up by asking some questions. I ask things like this. I say, well, what is a vibe when your kids walk into your home? Is it a comfortable, happy place? Are you around ready to chit-chat and enjoy your kids' presence? When they walk into the house, do they feel like they just entered a safe and happy place, a place where they're cheered on? Does it smell good? Does it feel good? Do you think about some of those old-fashioned things like maybe having something yummy, baking, or even if it's store-bought, just some treats ready for them? These are things that actually add up and really matter. Or is your home dark or quiet? Do kids feel under attack the minute they enter? Is there unpleasant background noise like news or the TV on or arguing between parents? We really need to consider what kind of environment we're setting at home. And if our kids really would consider our home, you know, associate it with happy, warm thoughts or with a place they really don't want to be. 
Now, I confess that I've caught myself many times being so task-oriented that I'm not creating a welcoming environment for my home. I know my kids appreciate a clean and uncluttered home, and sometimes I'm so busy with a writing project or the podcast or something else that I just let things go. There's things stacked up. Uh, You know, maybe the fridge is pretty empty, and I'm staring at my computer when they walk in the door. Now, that is not a very welcoming environment, so I have to adjust and remind myself how important it is that I put my work away and that I really make my home and my family my priority. So really considering how you can make your home a welcoming place. Okay, we've got five more of these on my list, but I'm going to hop up to number seven where I talk about establishing rituals and traditions. And I say here that God created our world full of rhythms and routines. I love to notice that. From the daily rising and setting of the sun to the seasons of the year, it seems like God placed within us a need for routines and reminders. And I know I've seen this in my own children who thrive on familiarity and routine. Even my least orderly kids have wanted to know that mom would be there to tuck them in at night and be around to hang out or make pancakes in the morning. Kids love routine. Well, in his book, Habits of the Household, I'm going to quote somebody I've quoted a few other times and I've had on the podcast. We all love Justin Whitmill Early, but he says one of the most significant things about any household is what is considered to be normal. Moments aggregate and they become memories and tradition. Our routines become who we are, become the story and culture of our families. And I love that. And kids won't know it in the moment, but looking back, I promise you they will. They may not realize the impact your daily routines will have on them, and that's okay, but they are likely to remind you later, like my older boys do when they come home, which routines and rituals that they hope to see and have when they are visiting. This really reflects back to chapter two, which is about um, setting your family trajectory, but it's just beginning to realize that you get to decide for your own family. What are the things that really matter? What are some of the traditions, rituals, routines that you want your kids to associate with home as they grow up? And however you grow up, you might want to take some of those and um, bring them into your current family, but you also have an opportunity to start some new things, to change things up from how you grew up, to establish new rituals and routines. And so I encourage you to think about that and to be intentional about the routines and rhythms that you create for your kids. Okay, now we're going to transition. I'm going to hop forward to another part of making our home the hub that I know is on a lot of parents' minds. And that is how you can make your home, yes, the hub for your own family, but also a gathering place to bring others in. So if your kids want to hang out with friends, you're wise to make your home a great place to do that. And I encourage you to do all you can to make your home the hub where your kids' friends feel welcome. Now, some parents think that to be the cool family, you have to have like an awesome house, a lot of fancy toys, and they can get overwhelmed and be like, well, we don't have that house, so it'll never happen. But I want to encourage you, I do not believe that is true at all. What you do need is, yes, you do need some food because kids are always hungry, right? Especially if they're teenagers. And you need something fun to do. But most of all, you need a happy, welcoming environment. Now you can, as far as the food goes, that's easy. Stock up at Costco with some snacks. They love chips. They love pizza. They love juice. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything costly or fancy. Uh, But they also, when they're teenagers, do appreciate real meals. So if you've got something hearty and filling, trust me, the neighbor kids, your kids' friends will associate your home with good food. That's always going to be a big win. Okay. But also, 
as far as having something fun to do, it doesn't take a lot. My kids have friends over and oftentimes they end up playing cards with like, you know, the $2 deck of cards. You don't have to have fancy toys. If you have a, a ping pong table or if you have some outdoor, we play cornhole. I mean, you don't have to do a lot, but have something fun that you can encourage your kids to do with their friends. Most importantly, so that they don't automatically want to just be on their phones or play games. But I do encourage you to consider the ways you can make your home the hub. I know when we first moved into the house we currently live in, I immediately started to want to plan this kitchen remodel. It was on my mind from the very beginning, but before I ever got to that, my husband was like starting a project outside that it took me some time to figure out that he was not just extending our driveway like I thought he was, but he was planning to build a skate ball, like a concrete skate ball. And I know that's not possible for everyone, but we live in the country. We have two acres. And sure enough, before you know it, he had a whole crew in here and they were building a concrete skate ball, which has turned out to be so much fun because kids want to come and skate. And even when they don't skate, they like to come hang out and watch their friends skate. And so it's been a bit of a novelty. And again, I know something big like that isn't always possible, but I will say maybe priorities could be such that you put off a project that mom and dad really want to do because you want to do something for your kids, whether that's create a a basement bonus room, whether it's building a sport court, putting up a basketball hoop, investing in a pool table. There's always something you can do. And sometimes it does cost, but I think it is such a worthwhile investment. Another thing I like to talk about along these lines, and I'm not trying directly from the book here, but I do love to encourage parents to consider how much their presence in the home when friends come over matters. I think sometimes we have, you know, kids bring their friends over and we kind of get out of the way thinking, oh, they just want their own time. So we go in the other room. But the truth is, I think a lot of kids do not necessarily have parents who show a lot of interest in them. Uh, They might have parents who are really busy, stressed out. If you have the capacity to enter in conversation, to just welcome someone in, to, to really put yourself out there and show interest in your kids' friends, to ask them questions, to really care about them, I think that sometimes is an incredible gift that we don't realize how much other kids need it. Some kids may come from families where they, you know, are super healthy and grounded and have great relationship with their parents. But I also think there are a lot of kids out there who don't have that at home. So if we can be that to our kids, if we can encourage them somehow, really speak life into them, we're going to be creating an environment they want to come back to. And who knows if down the road, uh, when there's some kind of challenge, when they're facing a hard choice, they might remember that and want to come talk to you. So that is a huge gift that you can offer your kids' friends. So I encourage you to step out and be that kind of parent. And sometimes your own kids will be like, mom, you know, you didn't have to do that. But you know what? Later, my boys have been like, yeah, they really loved being in our home. Or they told me later how much they enjoyed hanging out in the kitchen when you were cooking and talking to you. And so I say, go for it. Uh, You know, always honor your kids. (laughs) Don't, we don't want to embarrass them too bad, but you know, a little bit doesn't hurt anybody. Okay, friends. So that is my thoughts on creating a gathering place. Finally, we do have a word to the dads from my husband. And I love his opening line here. He says, kids will vote with their feet. So consider ways to win their votes. Isn't that good? But really he goes on to share some of the things that actually, as he wrote, 
were going on in our own home. So he shares some examples of ways that um, we've been intentional about making our home the hub and how really easy it is to just be present with our kids and create an environment that they want to spend time in. So I'll let you catch that part in the book. But then finally, at the end of this chapter, we have thoughts from Luke. And I thought for fun, as a little surprise bonus here, I'm going to have Luke read his thoughts to wrap up this conversation, and then I'll hop back on and pray for all of us. So here is my son, Luke, who is now 19, but was 18 at the time of writing, and he is sharing some thoughts on making your home the hub. I hope you enjoy this. Hey guys, this is Luke here, and these are my thoughts from Chapter 7 of Raising Amazing. I'm a competitive surfer, but I love watching team sports. One thing I notice is that in the middle of any type of game, teams must regroup in some sort of huddle or team meeting. They can't stay on field or the court and so on forever, or they'd get tired and confused and lose track of their game plan. When a team comes together, a lot of little things happen to make it through the game. Players down some water, wipe off their sweat, maybe slap each other on the back and listen to the coach remind them of the game plan so they can stick to it. Those who have been on the bench are also part of the huddle. Everyone there in the huddle is a part of the team. Our family huddles up in our own way too. Coming back together is important so we can remind one another of what we're doing, how much we care about one another, and what our goals are together. We're refreshed and grounded when we connect at home. We all get busy, and we've all been going different directions lately. I travel a lot for surfing, and sometimes I'm gone for weeks, if not months at a time. But when we get back together and sit down for a meal or a family night, maybe games or even worship together, I feel the difference. You know, that's that's what family is to me. It's my grounding. It's where I feel safe and comfortable and open. And I'd even say it feels necessary for me to go out and do the other things I do. So those are my thoughts um, from that chapter. Uh, hope you guys enjoy hearing from me every once in a while. And uh, I guess I'll give this thing back to my mom to finish up the podcast. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Luke. I always do. And uh, I always like to close these special episodes with a quick prayer. And I also want to make sure you know about a resource that is available over at the Christian Parenting website. And I know this is something many of you would be interested in because I get a lot of questions via direct messages and emails, uh, parents looking for devotionals for their kids, for anything to help get their kids into the Word of God and learning and growing in their faith. And right now, if you go over to cpgive.org, that's the letter CP is in Christian Parenting, give.org, you're going to find a resource called My Time with God. Now, this is specifically for kids ages 6 to 12. could probably go a little higher, a little lower than that, but it's a colorful and fun devotional to help your kids read scripture, engage in creative activities, deepen their prayer life, and learn the benefits of spending time with God every day, which is what I know we want our kids to learn to do and to learn to love to do. So it's a 20-day devotional where your kids will gain a solid understanding of Christian principles like what is prayer? 
why spend time with God, who is the Holy Spirit, and more. So again, go over to cpgive.org and request a copy of My Time with God for your kids. I'm sure this will be a blessing to you and your kids both. So I hope you enjoy that. Okay, guys, now um, I would love to just pray for all of you on this topic of making your home the hub. So if you want to join me, I'll just close with a brief prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for every person listening and the families that they represent. Thank you, God, that you didn't put us alone in this world, that you have the idea of putting us into families and that you use families as a faith transfer from one generation to the next throughout history. I just love that you created families. And I pray, God, that as we wrap up this episode and go back to our real life, time with our families, time at work, all the things that we do, Lord, that you would give us creative ways to really draw our families together, to make our home the hub, to consider ways that we might make our home a more welcoming environment, and also how we might encourage our kids to bring their friends into our home and how we might be used to bless bless our kids and their friends and really uh, be a place of ministry that you are working as we bring people in, share some food, share some games, share some love with those who enter our home. So please give us the the creative um, ideas, the energy, and the capacity to make our homes a hub and um, a place that our kids will want to return to for a lifetime. So God, thank you for that opportunity. And now I pray blessings on everyone listening, especially as they go into this fall season and the holiday season ahead. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, my friends, thanks so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this topic. And of course, you'll find a whole lot more in my book, Raising Amazing. There's a link to where you can get that book over in show notes. And show notes today are found at monicaswanson.com forward slash raising dash amazing dash seven, just the number seven. All right. Thanks for being here. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.